For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This, the Kingdom of Pod on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by eBay Jeff Caves here in Flower Mound, Texas, where as I broadcast this today, Friday, March 12th, Boise State could be headed to the NIT to play basketball at North Texas uh, University and another arena that's in the Frisco, Texas area. More about that after this. We'll get into the spring ball. Big day today for Boise State football without Chase Cord. What's his uh, legacy? Uh, The moves Boise State has been making lately to maximize their name, image, and likeness recruiting postures. And what about Boise State football traditions? The eyes of Texas bring up some interesting points on Boise State and football tradition and other schools around the country. Let's start, though, with a dark moment, really. Boise State losing uh, another early exit from the Mountain West basketball tournament. And a lot written and said, and I realize fully this is not a basketball podcast. Most of us are... Uh, Very interested in every move the football program makes. And basketball has a long way until they get that many people engaged to have that level of interest. I look at it this way. uh, The expectations uh, that I've always had for the program uh, were in line. Um, I never thought that uh, there should be too much uproar that they didn't win the WAC or the Big West or uh, the Mountain West Conference in basketball. Uh, there's been some commitment, but not a lot. Uh, resources slim. And, and it's no reflection on any of the coaches who have been at Boise State. Uh, there are a lot of reasons people work. And a basketball coach, to me, is no different than many other uh, top executives in this country. Uh, it's not always about salary. It's not always about a stock option. Uh, sometimes it is about making a pretty good amount of money and living in an area that you really like and raising your family in one particular place that doesn't always coincide with how a fan wants to treat his team or school because it's a plaything to most of us in that business of just being a fan so i think there's always been tempered expectations the takeaway i have first and foremost about what's happened to the basketball program This postseason and even going back a little bit further this season, congratulations for getting the kind of talent on the court that many people find to be highly entertaining and athletic and comparable to a lot of top 25 college basketball programs. And that step right there should be applauded. Was Leon Rice and his staff able to convert 
a transfer-laden roster into winning the Mountain West regular season or postseason tournament? No. Will they get better at it? Probably. Is this their first real attempt at going all sort of Nevada at uh, building a mid-major program out of a transfer base? Yeah, they're all in. And it may take some time to get there. Leon has an extended multi-year contract. Boise State has nowhere near the money to say, we're going to go out and find somebody that will sell more tickets than Leon Rice. And I'm not going to say that uh, you can say that they're going to go out and find somebody who can coach better than Leon Rice because there's a lot of, to me, perception in hiring a basketball or football coach. And sometimes it's to move the financial needle. Leon is going to be at an all-time low almost in using as an asset to sell tickets. If, if you were putting together the campaign to engage people in buying season tickets for the uh, 21-22 season, you would not lead with the Leon Rice-led basketball program. They're going to have to get it done other ways. He's got some great athletes they could market around, but that's just not going to be his opportunity now or really in the foreseeable future. So that's a different issue to me, uh, but I think that there should be congratulations that it was an entertaining product that would have sold a ton of tickets. A lot of progress was made. He's going to have to make some adjustments. The school doesn't have the money to get rid of them and change it, so I just think we have to let it go. Uh, no, I don't live and die with uh, 30 basketball games. And this level of play, though, with these kinds of athletes, if this had been going on the last 15 or 20 years, for somebody like myself, my level of emotional commitment and interest would have been much more magnified. I'm not enough of a round ball fan that will go down and watch any high school or any college or any pro product. I'm selective because there's so much of it out there. I can be selective. And I never selected as often Boise State basketball. I found it perimeter, three, three ball based, international based. And I look at the change in this philosophy and think they're going in the right direction. I just don't know how quickly they will get there. All right, before we move on and get into the big day today, as Boise State starts uh, spring ball, let me just remind you that don't forget, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get into the NBA plays. College basketball's heating up. Schools are making their way uh, into the tournament or not. And so you can join the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest. Bet Online is the spot for all your bracketology needs. It's also got you covered for news, scores, and odds, the best way to place your bets. And it's absolutely free. So head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit let's move on to football which opens spring ball today with andy avalos now you know spring ball means a lot of things to many 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 different people and of course anybody in the business of creating content is happy because at least there are people available to discuss improving upon boise state's chances of having a championship 2021 football season. And so that's good. Now for the fans, for uh, myself, uh, when I look at it, uh, you know, there, nobody's going to practice. Uh, so you're not going to do that. You, you finally will get to go to the scrimmage. Uh, 
We'll see how open Andy Avalos and the rest of the assistants are about talking about individual personnel moves. We already learned that Shakir uh, is injured with the classic term lower body injury. So Andy taking a page out of other Boise State coaches by not declaring specifically where an injury is on an athlete's body. And uh, we do know that it was a surgical uh, repair for Shakir. So as I look at what, what does it mean, right? I mean, so fans get geeked over spring ball. Why is that? You know, what is it about spring ball that does that? And it gives you a backdrop to have a conversation. To me, I look at this as one of the most critical spring balls that Boise State has had in the post-Chris Peterson era and even going so far back as, as into the Cutter uh, era because this is a real transition for the football program. Uh, you're going to a defensively-based system. You have uh, farmed out the offensive play-calling and offensive coordination system uh, to somebody who has been loosely influenced by a former Boise State offensive-based head football coach. And why, by that, I mean you know Dan Hawkins at Davis sending his offensive line and offensive coordinator to Boise State and how much of the Boise State offense was there at UC Davis, uh, how much now is going to be UC Davis coming to Boise State. This is a massive transfer in philosophy. And so these installs would be fascinating uh, to watch if I could get into the film room and sit there and listen to what the coaches are telling the players. The things that uh, media or fans will be able to watch, uh, it's not the same. You're not going to see it uh, the same way. Uh, the nuances in how a practice plan is put together and how Andy Avalos finds himself wandering around the field, that would be interesting. And I think that Andy is an open enough guy that he'd be able to reflect on how different it is being ultimately responsible for everything going on on the field. That's a transition for anybody to have. And the fact that Andy is a defensive-minded coach, uh, he's going to have a different sort of feeling walking into an offensive team room knowing that he's the head coach you know, and the coordinator who's a first-year guy, uh, Poe getting to know guys uh, as Andy sort of this fly on the wall to see what is the install going to actually look like? How do the coaches coach up players once they start asking them to do what they think their system's going to look like and the kids need coaching up? So there's a lot of adjustments going on. This would be the kind of stuff I would like to be able to learn from. I have a high level of confidence in the overall culture of this staff versus where last year's staff was at. A different attitude of the leader, I think, will filter down all the way through, frankly, to anybody you meet involved with Boise State football. That's how critical Andy Avalos and his effect on the program is and will be. He understands 100% that he is not Chris Peterson, nor, frankly, is he Brian Harson. He is his own guy, and at the same time, I think he is smart and is going to want to maintain some consistency in how the program did certain things because it's been so successful. That comes down to sometimes what Andy wants to do with rest, what Andy wants to do in the weight room, what Andy wants to do with his new strength coach. 
This is all new to Andy Avalos. The first year of being a head football coach is a mind-numbing, head-tripping experience to begin with. And then a first-year coach at a, you know, a, a new head coach and at a, at, a, at a school, you know, that they don't know. That's crazy. But at least Andy has all kinds of familiarity with what he wants to see at Boise State. Now, other point and interesting is the absence of Chase Cord, the 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 way he approached things, the maturity with which he explained how he has felt while he has been at Boise State, how he now feels and how he feels going forward. He needs some time away from the sport to heal all the injuries that he's had and who knows he may make another run at playing, but right now He's exhausted all his academics that he can do at Boise State, probably. He's extremely bright. He stayed very committed to Boise State football, and he's made good relationships with the staff that he's come in contact with, which will pay him off very well in his future. Guys who get offense to the level that Chase did uh, have futures in the sport of college football. I don't know that really he will be a very remembered uh, quarterback in the Boise State history books. He didn't have enough snaps. He did get a lot of attention. Uh, I thought that Scott Huff, the offensive line coach at the University of Washington who found Chase Cord, uh, was very high on his future, was, was very adamant on anybody who would listen to him that he was the future for Boise State football. I know in my conversations with Zach Hill, uh, I learned quite a bit about Chase's abilities. Uh, there was a lot of discussion about uh, oftentimes, you know, Chase had the best arm, and we didn't always get a chance to see it. He could even run, and we didn't always get a chance to see it because of all the injuries and circumstances that overtook Chase Cord. So I just don't think there's a lot of legacy there. I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes with Boise State football that is the most interesting and valuable stuff is just installing their system and then modifying it, getting players' reactions, learning from that, and then moving forward into uh, the fall. So this is a huge learning curve for the entire staff, and that to me is the focus and the, the theme for spring ball. The rest of it, I don't know that we're going to see enough of it. We'll hear. We'll see how much we're going to hear about it. Uh, but for now, that's really the point to me. Before we get into the uh, name, image, and likeness storylines and also some of the traditions at Boise State football games, uh, let's remind you that this is the best time to get involved at eBay, whether you're rare dead stock or the latest release. You can find the exact shoe you're looking for this is the original sneaker marketplace and ebay is the place to go to get the pair that you've been looking for the authenticity guarantee means that your sneakers are going to be meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators authenticators so if that's important to you uh, and if you're a sneaker seller ebay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over 100 bucks making it free to sell or just flip your entire collection so Make sure you hit eBay. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value 
and unique selection. A lot of movement at Boise State as it relates to this name, image, and likeness legislation that is you know, booming all around them. I haven't heard a peep out of the Idaho people on how they're going to handle all of this. Uh, there's moves in California and there's moves elsewhere, but not much discussion that I have seen coming out of uh, Idaho for laws. So this could end up being sort of something that Boise State just goes along with because it's legal for everybody else and uh, they play into it. But a couple of moves that Jeremiah uh, Dickey has made, and I think... First, let's understand that the school wants to truly remain in control of how this goes for their student-athletes. They don't want it to become the Wild West, so they're being horribly proactive to this and getting involved in the education of everything, the financial responsibility to athletes. And there's so much behind this for the rest of us to understand but at its core you're talking about guys and girls on scholarship making money based on who they are or an image of them and they are now all of a sudden responsible for what they say how they represent themselves and Boise State what they do with the money how much they charge how do they pay their taxes? What is their goal? Uh, what kind of things are they going to be sharing on social media if they are a social media influencer? And how does that correspond with Boise State's departmental goals for how they want their brand of, let's say, football represented? It's got all kinds of implications and we are seeing the positive spins of all of it i'm convinced this has driven several coaches out of the business i am i'm almost positive this contributed to chris peterson wanting to get out it's a recruiting tactic for certain schools that they think they're going to have an opportunity for student athletes to simply make more money playing at their school. And playing in these waters is nowhere any other college coach has ever went legally and publicly. So that being said, you know, how will Boise State athletes take advantage of this? I think it'll be a lot of social media, uh, pushing products and services, maybe the Olympic sports uh, kids giving lessons, whether they be gymnastics or women's tennis or men's tennis, you know, giving lessons that way. Football players, uh, maybe some camps, uh, maybe some training. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of other implications for how they handle their media. Uh, if I were a player, probably in today's climate, I would use my interview sessions that the school's making me do to promote my own Instagram account, Twitter account, or whatever other social media channel I want to direct people towards. And frankly, if I'm in a situation where I'm asked a lot of questions about games and my thoughts, there's no way I'm just going to give that to whatever media outlet asks me without getting enough in return. I know that I can divulge whatever 
it is through my own social media channel to create my own following. And this will be, to me, a radical departure from already to a watered-down media process. The interviews that are created, if you go back and review over the, the Harson era and the Pete era, nine out of ten times those were unusable. If you're looking for interesting, compelling content, those kids were not going to be giving you that. And now they have even less motivation to talk to radio stations, television stations, newspapers, blogs, uh, unless the kids are getting a piece of the action. And I don't blame them. This is where we're headed. Uh, you know, J.J. Watt in the NFL, when he announced that he was leaving Houston, he did it on his own. He didn't give it to some newspaper guy. He didn't give somebody the exclusive. He didn't do anybody any favors. He took it for his own. When he announced he was going to sign with Arizona, he did it through his own Instagram account. He did not do it through a TV or radio station or whatever other interview that he was not going to ultimately get any gain from. I'm convinced this is a massive fundamental shift that we're going to see in pro sports and, and that may be covered by contract where teams start forcing athletes to talk. But as we've seen, you could force them to talk, um, but Mar they can go Marshawn Lynch and just say nothing. And the consumers of interviews of athletes are so discerning now, they're not going to listen to it. They could care less. They want to know the format and the environment where the athletes put to get questions and answers from. It's going to be more challenging for media to get compelling content if it's going to be reliant on interviews. And I've never been high on that. I think the content should always come from the personalities. Uh, that that's where the creativity and uh, that that that's where uh, people gain affinity to tuning into something and watching. So if if all the what we're doing sometimes is repeating what others say or just putting it out there. I, those days are long gone, and this will do nothing but accelerate it. But let me just ba get back briefly. Boise State and Jeremiah Dickey uh, did make two moves in adding a couple of pieces of software. So if this gets you excited, uh, so be it. But it's Influencer Software and Team Altimus Software. Uh, some of this is already in-house at Boise State. Uh, some of it they are adding. The influencer uh, software is going to allow these athletes to, as they put it, build their brand and get ready for this name, image, and likeness era. Uh, Boise State right now wants anybody that's thinking of going to Boise State, a recruit, to know that they've got this and they're going to help you as a recruit, I quote, build your brand and get you prepared for, as Boise State likes to call it, what's next. Uh, Baylor has already been using Influencer. So Jeremiah Dickey brought that with him, and so he'd already done the research. Uh, they've put the compliance people on this first because they want to endorse things that are under the thumb of the compliance people so kids don't do the wrong things. So... They're going to get these student-athletes this software item, show them how to promote themselves, and then get all the guidance from the compliance people so they don't get in trouble. Uh, they'll be given tools. They'll be given content, which is very interesting to me, by the school. They're also going to be taught how to be responsible with how much they charge, what to do with the money once they get it, and how to be competitive, <laughs> how to compete in small business. 
and they'll be given the content, which could be uh, videos of them playing, could be practice video, could be just the Boise State logo, could be pictures that the school shoots for them. Uh, it could be anything along those lines, uh, be it digital, be it video, be it graphics, be it communication. And Boise State has to create all this stuff, and then it'll be available on this influencer app, and then the kids can grab it, put something with it, add their comment, send it out. And that's part of this whole uh, strategy. So then after that's done, the student athlete can measure it. You can say, well, how many people did I reach? How effective was it uh, at the time of day I did it or whether I included a picture or not? All those tools will be right there so that they are sold up front that you're going to have the best chance to make money because we have this software. And then the other announcement came out that this team Altimus was going to be also a part of the Boise State name, image, and likeness um, repertoire. And this is really focusing on the financial piece so that the kids understand that they got to stay within the rules of name, image, and likeness but it'll also address, you know, what can they do after they play? And that will help them so that they protect their money. They know what they're going to do with it. And we're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. We could be talking just thousands of dollars. But they're also going to be teaching them how to do this. And I think that's really important is that they learn how to account for and pay taxes. I mean, these kids are 18 to 22 years old. They may have never done this. Uh, then they have to budget. Uh, they have to look at their businesses. They have to look at the contracts they may be signing with agents or sponsors and look into the kinds of people that they want to endorse per se. Uh, they're going to be taught through this uh, not only influencer software or app on their phones, but Team Altimus, they're, they're going to be taught how to set their own goals for their business and how to stay on their goals with every post that they make. And then there'll be a push notification from this software application that reminds the athlete to keep track of your taxes and make sure you let the school know what you're doing. And now it's time to file your taxes, all this other stuff. We're into a wild era for intercollegiate athletics and name, image, and likeness is a just a business function uh, for certain kids at the top end of the food chain, it's going to be really important. Uh, other kids, maybe in some Olympic sports where there's a lot of need in certain communities to get them out there teaching other kids how to become gymnasts or golfers or tennis players or uh, maybe do some private tutoring in track and field. Uh, it's a very important piece of it that more kids may be making choices on where they go to school based on how much side hustle money that they can make. So it's a fascinating piece that's just being defined. We'll see how the Idaho legislature um, tackles it, but right now they're going to lean on the Mountain West Conference. This is just a side note. I was following the Eyes of Texas story because here I am in Flower Mountain, Texas, and the University of Texas hiccups, and it's statewide news and you are probably familiar that uh, of the story that it's a co controversial song in the way it was put together and you know the time that it was put together and I don't want to get into that but it's a tradition that they're fighting to keep alive and it made me wonder about Boise State's traditions as it relates to the 
football game day atmosphere and traditions and things that Boise State uh, does or has done and how it compares with some of the other greats that as a Boise State fan I've been able to see myself the enter Sandman uh, for Virginia Tech was impressive Uh, I was there at Wisconsin in 97 with Houston Nutt when they were still doing the jump around at Wisconsin that shook that Camp Randall Uh, I've listened to Washington State and their public address announcer come up with another Cougar first down. All sorts of teams across the country use the ACDC Hell's Bells sound effect on third down to rally their defense or sometimes at the start of the game. I think Boise State has used that with a stampede of of horses uh, going. A lot of schools, when it comes down to great traditions, it comes down to the entrance and and how it all starts. And, you know, that's where mascots get involved. And uh, there at the University of Miami, I can remember back in the 80s that they were one of the first schools I felt that popularized coming out to a bunch of pyrotechnics and smoke. Um, You know, there's more traditional uh, entrances. If you haven't seen how Clemson gets onto the field, That is phenomenal because they take a bus and literally drive around the perimeter of the stadium and it's all seen on the video boards and then they go down, of course, and touch the rock and come down descending from the sort of mid-range top of the stadium. It's, It's really quite impressive. Michigan, for years, has come out with that big banner on the field that talks about the M Club supporting you and Go Blue, and they use that uh, Thunderstruck from ACDC as well. Uh, Boise State fans remember Florida State and the Seminole Chief, uh, Osceola coming out, and the fans doing the war chant, and then he plants that spear with the horse in the middle of the field. Uh, South Carolina uses the 2001 Space Odyssey theme. Georgia Tech has an old car, a rambling wreck, that they come out with. Washington has purple smoke. Buffaloes use Ralphie. Uh, The USC Trojans have Tommy Trojan coming out, and he he takes the sword, and he's riding Challenger, and he gets off, and he slams that sword on the uh, 50-yard line. So all all this stuff's out there, and it just makes me, you know, remind me about Boise State's tradition. You know, they use some smoke. They use the video board, and uh, they they have uh, that as a tradition. Uh, I think the the Thunderstruck uh, song, or uh, they were using, I thought, a an, another song. It wasn't the the Thunderstruck version, or it wasn't the Thunderstruck song. It's more that White Stripes Seven Nation. I think we're familiar with that, and and the fans, oh, 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 oh sort of get involved with that. And I don't know that all the fans get involved with that. Uh, we used to stand at the kickoff and then sit. I thought that was something else that's come and gone. And you can go back. I mean. The horse runs out. I don't even know the horse's name. There's a girl on the horse. Uh, they used to have a VW bug that ran out. I can remember when a former teammate and former Boise State football player, John Cox, rode a, a Harley Davidson out. Like at Oregon, they have a mascot, the, more, the duck mascot on the back of a motorcycle, and he leads the University of Oregon out. So I, I don't know what the best is, the worst is, but yeah, I guess Boise State. If we're talking about memorable entrances onto the field, they probably still have some work to do because it's really 
fairly common and their walk and their dramatic way to get onto the field isn't that far from their locker room facility underneath the uh, north end zone to get onto the uh, the field and and the music is we, we've heard other schools use that is either you know timeout music or maybe at kickoffs uh, I think the Boise State chant probably still steals the day as something that's unique to Boise State that I can remember goes back to uh, I'm sure the 70s when I got here in 80 they were doing it so I know they were doing it in the late 70s and it's something that still continues to this day and I think that Brian Harson was the head football coach who insisted the players learn the Boise State fight song and sing it at the conclusion of games and uh, even for road games insisting that the players take a a lap around the field and thank the fans who made the trip. That is a, a tradition that at least Boise State is either borrowed or is starting on their own. I, there's probably some room for them to grow and to to go in some different directions, uh, but it just struck me as uh, interesting uh, looking at the eyes of Texas and then thinking back on those great Boise State traditions. All right, that's the Kingdom of Pod on the Believe Podcast Network, Boise State Football, brought to you by our friends from eBay. Appreciate you tuning into this. Uh, We'll get more specific uh, when news breaks, but for now, Boise State's starting spring football uh, may create some unfortunate news if it's injuries, but I don't know what other kind of breaking news we'll get out of there, but we'll cover it here. So please rate, review, pass along uh, this Kingdom of Podcast wherever you get your pods here on the Believe Podcast Network. Talk to you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.